Hi everyone, welcome to Dilapa and Friends Do Better podcast. I'm here with one of my longest, I actually think she is my longest friend, Ashton Britton. I don't know if you want me to say your last name. That's fine. Okay. Uh, but Ashton, go ahead and introduce yourself and we can discuss how we know each other. Hi, my name's Ashton. Like Dilapa said, I'm 22 and I'm in nursing school right now. Uh, me and Dilapa have been neighbors since I moved to Houston, which was when I was 10. So about 12 years ago. Dang. 12 years. And you know when you've known people for so long that they're just some version of family. And I remember for the longest time thinking like Ashton and her, she has a brother named Grayson. And just thinking that they were like cousins. Because you know cousins, you like see them here and there. You don't have to see them every day. They're not like siblings where you have to see them every single day. But like when you see them, it's like nothing has changed. You just pick up where you left off. Yeah. And so I've always thought of them as family in that way especially because like when we were in school and like they do like the intermediate school and like junior high like Mm -hmm. they're separated like whenever we weren't in the same school together it was weird yeah or like when we rode different buses for like high school Mm -hmm. but like we still yeah picked up but like the thing about is we're the same age for a good portion of the year and then she'll get older than me and so she was a grade higher than me so that always made me look at her as like especially when I was younger like an older sister but then as soon as we were the same age I was like oh no we're, we're friends you know but uh see I never thought that way <laughs> you always thought it was like we're on the same yeah, level we're like equal see I never as soon as cause you always knew things before me I'd be like okay so how was the 12th grade tell me all the tea especially cause my brother was like yeah, I mean, you, you, you'll figure it out. And I'm like, all right, man. I'm like, Ashton, can you, like, tell me what am I going to go through? What is high school like? What is junior high like? But, um, man, yeah, we've been fr- We have, I can think of just different stages of our life and how they were all so different. And some of them were really cringy. Very, yeah. very cringy. There was times that we would have a life-size mm. doll in our driveway. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> And we would treat her as, like, the the cheerleader that, you know, you can throw around in the air. And so we'd be the base and stuff. And we would do that out in the open where people could see us. No. Would just... What's really funny is that we would pretend like we owned our own talk shows. And we oh. would interview each other, like, TV hosts, like Jimmy Fallon. And we're pretty much doing the exact same thing right now. but It's full circle. Full circle. But this is actually going to be uploaded somewhere. And I remember my, me and my sister the other day were talking about this movie that we wrote and shot no, no. we're <laughs> shooting <laughs> we're my older brother this random girl that i think was just over at your house i think it was claire yeah i don't want to see her accent because oh, i don't sorry. know if you oh. <laughs> it's fine sorry but i remember she was over she w- she went to our church but she was your friend and um we all had our different characters we like she lay died in the movie we had, and like, we a- used ketchup <laughs> on his shirt it was a the permanent special stain. effects were immaculate <gasps> let me tell you and we were like where can we find that video because you know people that become famous on youtube they always show a video like that and I, like, be- I bet i can find it oh my please please oh my we god we can like all sit down and like have a reaction to it and like show our reaction oh that would be hilarious. We have to because we were very, we were actually very young we during that we time. We were so cool. We were like, started a band too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With Michaela, <laughs> we had like auditions, and we were all like, "Okay, who wants to be the singer?" Oh my gosh! And we we're like trying to think of a name, and we just end up putting the first letter of our names. Together. And they, nobody can judge us for this because we all know we all did the exact same thing, except for maybe the doll thing because that was kind of weird. Yeah, but um. We had a great childhood because we had the opportunity. Like we were always outside. We were always in each other's we houses. Tracks with chalk. 
Bro, we would spend all day making a mini town with chalk around our cul-de-sac. And, like, everyone have a driver's license and, like, somebody was the cop. <laughs> pulling each other over and be like, ma'am, do you know you're speeding on your scooter? We had time. But the thing about it was, Ashley was always, like, the creative behind it. So she'd be the one to think of the idea. And we'd be like, oh, yeah, we'll go. We'll go. And then I'd force everyone to do it. Cause we I had to do. beg the boys to do anything They just liked us. playing it. They didn't like doing anything. They won't set it up. They won't help with any of it. They're just like, okay, we're like, okay, we finished the track. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, just get on the bike and act like a patron or whatever. So thousands of years later, nothing has changed. And then it'll rain. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh my god, town! It'll be dark and we can't even play. Because we have to wait like till school's over to play. And then Mm-mm. it'll be dark by the time we were done. And we take like mini breaks. Like, my mom said we have to go eat lunch. And then, like, we'll go eat lunch <laughs> and come right back out and start and playing. And it'll be like four hours later because mm-hmm. we'd all get distracted. Or like Grayson and Chile would start playing video oh. games and we could not get them off. Wow. And there's times I remember, like, we had to babysit, Grace, babysit, but we're all around the same age. But, like, you would come over and, man. And there's, like, also times I remember of, like, you trying to rush to babysitting in high school. And, like, you give me a ride home and you, like, speedily drop me off and, like, have to run. I <laughs> shove you out of the car. <laughs> and had to go pick up the other kids in the elementary school bus. There's just plenty of memories. So many memories. But, uh, so... I guess you're wondering what we're talking about today. Yeah, nobody's, like, probably clicked off right now. <laughs> you're like, oh, is it about childhood friendship? No. No. It's about <laughs> mental health and uh, just a bunch of different things that we're going to discuss today. So, one of the first things I was going to start out with is, do you personally, I mean, I already, but do you struggle with anything when it comes to mental health? Yes, and I'll be very open about this because mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I have diagnosed general anxiety disorder and depression and I've been struggling with those since I was about 15 especially the depression and I feel like the anxiety has probably been like most of my life but I didn't really know like what it was like there was a term for it Mm. so yeah it's been very interesting to try and navigate college and adulthood while having those but I also I appreciate that like I feel like it would be way harder, like, if we were, like, lived in, like, a hundred years ago when mm-hmm. nobody talked about this stuff. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm very thankful, like, now, like, it's more talked about, mm-hmm. so it's very helpful for me. Because mm-hmm. when, I, when I think about kind of growing up with you, I always, maybe I thought there was, like, quirks. I, I knew you were, like, shy, but you weren't shy with me and, like, my sister and stuff. But it would be, like, times, like, I remember there was, but you're also very funny. But you were just shy, and I could tell maybe, like, I guess, with the anxiety. Um, but to me, I've always saw it in a funny light because I knew you as a funny person. So maybe somebody from another perspective would be like, oh, okay, maybe she does deal with anxiety or something. Like, one instant that I'm talking, I'm thinking about is like, I took you to church with me. And no, you know, <laughs> I know exactly what you're gonna talk about. We went to my church, we we're just like going to Awana on a Wednesday night, and she, I've always, I feel like Ashley was always soft-spoken in, like, new spaces. and But the thing about it is that she would throw in something really odd. So, like, be like, okay, introduce yourself. And I don't remember what name she said that she was. She created a whole new persona on that one night that she went to church with I panicked. Us. <laughs> I was like, um... um Rebecca. Emily. Yeah. I think it was Emily or something I think like it was that. some, like, the most whitest white you've ever, like... Something Lee Lin Law or something. 
And I was just like looking at her and I was like, okay. <laughs> and I just had to go along with it. See, I think it's different because like, since I didn't really like know like what all of it was like until mm. I was older, like I was so different when I was younger. And like, mm. since I was already comfortable with you, mm. that it just, it didn't really change. Mm. I feel like when a lot of people meet me, they're like, oh, you're so shy. Mm. You don't talk. And it's like, well, give me a, give me a couple, give me a couple days. Give me some time. This girl, Ash is the first like weird friend I had. And then after that, I just started having, or maybe people, she was openly weird with me. <laughs> you know, other people hide that stuff. Ash, I'm like, I just like, all right. <laughs> okay. And she would always like play, she'd always play jokes on us and like all that stuff. Especially with my sister. Me and my sister would be like, we're not used to this, you know? Come from a little conservative Nigerian background. And I'm like, oh, I like this girl. Your friends were like, these white people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you hanging out with them anymore. <laughs> But, oh man, she's hilarious. But, uh, so, when you got that diagnosis, did it kind of, like, make sense to you? Or did it kind of, like, okay, I have a name to it? Well, kind of, because it's, like, I didn't understand why I had the diagnosis, because literally nothing bad has happened to me. Like, I had a great childhood, my parents were able to pay for things, like, I was very fortunate in, um, can't think of the word. Just comfortable. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I was privileged, mm-hmm. that's right, um, to, like, have all those things, so I was like, why am I depressed? Like, my parents were able to buy me my first car, like, I didn't have to work during high school, really, except I just babysitted on the side, so I was like, why, why am I, why do I have depression, why do I have anxiety? But I do think the anxiety was from a teacher that I had, mm. she was horrible to me, and I feel like everyone everyone's always like oh everyone's had that nice english teacher that like inspired them to become is that junior year <laughs> you know? i remember that was a tough year i'm gonna say her name because <laughs> <laughs> um miss bernstein mm-hmm. from oakridge high school mm-hmm. mm, yeah because i remember you always used to tell me stories about her and how she kind of she called people out in class she made me cry in class like three times and i had to go to therapy because of her so um, I'm pretty sure that's where the anxiety, like, mm-hmm. finally, like, popped off, mm-hmm. and, like, mm. But, yeah, I don't... Do you feel like anything is linked to family history? Yeah, I don't know if they want me to talk about this, because oh. I don't care, because nobody really... I don't know. Yeah. I have a lot of mental illness in my family, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. I you guess, have to be specific, but I guess that contributes to that. Because mm-hmm. I would say, like, for me... Mental health, kind of, I can say that my parents are aware of it because it came with a paycheck from my mom. My mom worked at a psychiatric hospital. She had patients who were manically, de- manically depressed. Is that the right term? Manic depression? I don't know. Sorry. Major depressive Major disorder. Major depressive disorder. Like and so she, she understood it to be like, this is a real thing. And I'm sure it's my dad too. I feel like any nurse or RN has to you know acknowledge that. Especially as soon as you get that education, you understand it. But before that, I don't know anything about mental health in my family. It's only until like... Because not a lot of people talk about it. Like, not at all. They don't like to acknowledge it because mm-hmm. it makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So. Like my dad, the only one story that he has from Nigeria is like one friend who was in a very stressful situation when it came to his doctorate program in Nigeria. I think he was trying to become an MD. And he just, the stress pushed him over the edge and they sent him to a psychiatric ward. But I don't know what a psychiatric ward looks like in Nigeria. 
Like oh, I, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. It's probably to be, way different. Than, oh man, and especially mm-hmm. a, a country where they believe everything is spirits mm-hmm. and um, it, they re- make everything a religion and demonize everything. And so it wasn't. I can. I guess I can talk about my grandfather. So he wouldn't let any of his children into his living room. He was the only one that was able to clean it. There was one time that he was ironing in front of my dad, and as an elder. You don't be you're not ironing your clothes and a younger person is sitting there and you're just doing chores. So my dad was like, "Let me do it." He's and he blatantly said, "No, I iron my clothes the way I iron it. I know how I want to do it." And um, like anybody had to give him anything, they had to like reach in, don't step on the carpet because I'm have to clean the carpet and stuff like that. And so that he had his own space in the house and he kept it the way he wanted. He was a principal. He was very disciplined. And so I was like, you know, hearing that, you start thinking, okay, maybe he had OCD. Like that's pretty drastic that your kids can't enter a whole section of the house it's not a big house either so it's like and yet and he was the only one that could clean it that's definitely not in our culture that the eldest person in the house is cleaning their own space and whatnot and even when it came to his mood he would be very cool with you in one second and the next second his reaction is at the top kicking you out even though he invited you there and stuff like that so it's like okay maybe he was bipolar so it's like we try to put pieces together but we have no concrete when it comes to mental health I guess as a history in our family but um it's we I can tell I can say though like family members have spoken about different instances where they felt like they were depressed and what so what do you think about that when it comes to um having that diagnosis versus going through difficult times well, I mean, you can definitely... Like, there's a difference between, like, grief and sadness and depression. Mm. But, like, you can still, like, be depressed and, like, recover from it. Like, you don't have to stay depressed forever. Mm. So, I mean, there's always a bunch of treatments and, like, time usually helps and therapy. So, I mean, you can overcome it. So, it's not always, like, a lifetime diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely... It just depends on, like, what the situation is and where you are in your life. And mm-hmm. if you're able to overcome that. Because a lot of people have different, like, their, what is it, like, rebounding? or mm. I just took a side things, class. I should know this. <laughs> things that make them, like, relapse. Or, yeah. Like, uh, like the triggers. Their ability to, like, recover from it and stuff. Like, not everyone can do that. Mm-hmm. So. What, do you, what is your opinion on medication? I love medication. <laughs> um, I'm absolutely speaking. Um, and that's not just me, like, as a nursing student saying that. Well, I really genu- genuinely feel that medication has helped me a lot. Um, I Obviously, like, I don't... Like, if you're not comfortable with medication, that is totally fine. Like, there's tons of other options. But don't be afraid to try medication, because that is what really changed the diagnosis for me. Like, that was my turning point mm-hmm. to where it got better. It took a while to, like, find medication combinations that worked for me. But once it did, like, it really helped. And I really recommend doing that. So do not be afraid to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not always, like, the hardcore drugs. Like, there there are, like, natural, pro- like, drug products like St. John's Wort and stuff. I learned about that. So that's why I'm doing better. She's getting her BS hair, by the way. So uh, she's going to plug it. Professors, if you're listening to this. <laughs> but, yeah, I think you should... Try different things. Mm. What about when people... You know how mental health has become... Like, it's been... I feel like since we've entered college, 
that mental health, mental health, like, it's become a big thing. So, do you like the way people portray it? Or do you feel like there has it lost what it's really about at some point? Or do you feel like any exposure is a good exposure? See, I don't know. Because, I mean, everyone's thing is different. Like, you can't... Like, everyone's going to experience something differently, so you can't, like, say for sure. But I feel like there's some times where it's definitely, like, over-exaggerated. Or it's, like, not shown... Um, like that 13 reasons why show mm. I'm not gonna get into that mm-hmm. but like I feel like a lot of that was over exaggerated and not really portrayed correctly but then again it's like everyone's in house their own opinion and they have different experiences so it kind of just depends so I mean just take everything with a grain of salt and kind of like keep yourself open-minded and do research mm-hmm. if you're interested mm-hmm. um so, do you have any, like, any messages that you want to send out to people when it comes to how they should seek help? Like, what helped you? Like, what was therapy? Yeah, you said medication was, like, the turning point for you, but how was even therapy for you, too? See, therapy's hard, because you, like, I had three, I did therapy three different times with three different therapists, and, like, the first one, it did not work out. I didn't like her. Mm. <laughs> the second one was okay. I feel like... Wait, go into why you didn't like the first therapist. Well, the first one, I kind of just felt like I was talking to someone, and I was just like, yeah, this is how many of And she was like, oh, okay, well, let's turn it around. And, like, we were just, like, talking, like, mm. friends or something. Like, I didn't feel like she was actually helping no me. No advice or anything. Yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, okay. And then the second one, I felt like she kind of helped me. Like, she helped me a lot with self-confidence, which I was not expecting. Um, but that was side to that but then we got to a certain point where like we just weren't doing anything like mm. I felt like we just kept covering the same topics and it wasn't helping so then I stopped going to her and then I went to a male the third time and I really liked him but then I stopped going and I, I don't remember what happened with him but and then I also tried hypnotherapy really yes what was that like it it's not the way it is in movies like when they're like yeah con- like I was I was the clock yeah going like this ticking. like I was fully aware of what was going on the entire time. Like, mm. it wasn't like I went to sleep and, like, she did something and I woke up and I was like, what happened? Like, mm. I knew what was happening. Mm. Um, it was, I kind of, like, just relaxed and she's like, okay, close your eyes. And, like, it was like, and I was really, I was just in a really relaxed state. And she recorded the session for me, too, so I could listen to it every night. Mm. And it didn't really help with anxiety and depression, but it helped a lot with my sleeping. So I really liked that. But then I didn't go back to her probably because... Probably because I was anxious or something, and I didn't want to go back. But yeah, wow, hypnotherapy. So it was more like a meditation and self awareness kind of thing. That's cool. Cause we're I feel like we are very ignorant about these things because all we kind of some of us all we the only exposure we get is in television and film. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like have you watched any TV show or film that you feel like kind of gets it right? Something that you ever felt like you related to? more than others I cannot think of anything at the moment yeah I feel like it's kind of hard to but I feel like there probably has been like one or two films or shows that I really liked Mm -hmm. I just don't remember what they are Mm -hmm. at this time Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's just it's tricky because you have to find someone that you like vibe with and you have to be it's like an actual relationship like you have to be like honest with them and be like this isn't working this is working and therapy's not always for everyone so it's okay if it doesn't work out 
there's still tons of other things you can try so don't get discouraged do you feel like they ever really helped you with like breakthroughs like knowing the root of why certain things bothered you or made you anxious can you share some things that make you anxious too time time like procrastination and like having a deadline yeah and just like like anytime I have to leave to go somewhere I've been better about it now, but, like, I used to, like, leave, like, two hours early for some... Except for school, because I hated getting up, and I hated going there. But, like, I think... I don't know. Like, if I had, like, a job interview or something, like, I would leave, like, two hours early and, like, sit in the parking lot for, like, an hour and 30 minutes, because I had nothing else to do. And, like, I would speed drive there, and I'm like, why are you speeding? Like, we have two hours to drive there. Calm down. Mm-hmm. And it's... You just have to, like, have this internal conversation with yourself, like, all the time to, like, keep yourself from freaking out mm. and then like not knowing like like I was anxious about this <laughs> podcast and be honest no I'm so proud of you like if you came here you've been very comfortable I feel like this is the information you give I'm even learning new things because I feel like we've actually had this conversation if yeah. you've always had it in passing like certain things here and there or maybe certain things I'll see on like your private story but we've never actually discussed it so I was actually very excited that we yeah did a lot of times like I'll just like make a joke about my mm-hmm. mental health or illness and like just kind of like pass over it mm-hmm. like nothing happens so I don't have to talk about it mm-hmm. but like I feel like we definitely had this conversation a couple times like mm-hmm. after like a long day of playing we'll, we'll sit down and be like do you ever get sad or like something yeah. I don't know yeah but really I don't know anyways I was really anxious coming over here because I was like last night I was like what are we talking about and like we had already said what we were talking about and I was like what are you gonna ask me and you were like you were like it's just general stuff because but yeah. yeah now that I'm here it's not no. It's oh, I always over like I'm always like it's gonna be horrible and then I get there and I'm like okay I don't know why you're freaking out but what do you feel like um I mean it's kind of a future kind of question but are there certain things that you know that you would do like as a mom one day when it comes to your children and discussing mental health? Mm. This sounds kind of stupid because I mean I've been like obsessed with TikTok. <laughs> and I found this I found this lady she's I guess she's like a therapist I don't know but she does videos where she talks like about like how to have conversations with your children and I think it's really interesting I've learned a couple things like you know like whenever you come home from school and you're like mom I got a 75 on this test look I passed and they're like okay but you could have done better mm-hmm. like it's like therapeutic technique like she teaches our communication and she's like awesome you did amazing and then she's like you can always like always encourage them be like that was amazing like you passed but then later you always have time later to say hey maybe we should study a little bit harder instead of just saying you could have done better the first time acknowledge their feelings and their emotions and then you have time for improvement later like I thought that was really interesting instead of making it where because I feel like a lot of people do put a lot of work into their academics or Mm -hmm. whatever they're supposed to be good at or what their parents want them to do and I know that creates a lot of anxiety. I don't know. In college... So, you know, the thing about me is that I'm very calm. <laughs> I feel like that's my energy. Is I, I can't... If you're here, I'm not going to join you here. I'm just probably, I'll probably come up to about 65% while you're at 100. And I'm like, okay, great. And they're like, oh, thank you, Dilapa, for participating. Because <laughs> I feel like there even be times like where I've already studied for an exam... And I don't know if I study the best, but, like, people will be standing outside of the exam, and they'll be frantically looking at their notes <gasps> and sharing that. information. I'm like, and I will have to, I will come two minutes before the exam starts 
just so I don't have to encounter those people. Because mm-hmm. they'll just create a whole thing. They're saying words I've never heard before. And I'm like, oh my God. It just God. makes you more anxious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think I've just gotten very good at just avoiding things that can mess with my energy and my where I feel like I am. Because I feel like once I... I don't know. I think my thing is fatigue. Mm-hmm. Fatigue ruins things for me. I, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that. Like, when you're depressed and, like, you have mental illnesses and stuff like you're so exhausted mm-hmm. because you're constantly especially like with anxiety like you're constantly worrying about stuff so like you're constantly like fatigued and mm-hmm. it's just it's like a vicious cycle yeah because you want to make it to all your classes that day but you're like i'm you go to I the class and your quality of what you learn when you're actually in class goes down because you're just over it your your work you're struggling to really do exceptional but sometimes it just comes out to the bare minimum because you're just so tired and I feel like that's how I was my last semester of college <laughs> but also I don't know how do you do because nursing school is so stressful and all I like I've said on the podcast all my friends are nurses I don't know why <laughs> Leah Emily and now Ashton that you see on the podcast they're all n- going towards nursing or have graduated with nursing and I promised we weren't mean in high school <laughs> <laughs> but how like how did you do that so, or same, how are you doing it too? Yeah, um, I'm in. I am the most world's adequate nursing student. <laughs> in like Sam Houston's schedule, it's like we have class all day one day, and so we currently are taking. So far, we've only done three classes per semester. Um, so I'm out of school from like eight a.m. to like six p.m. Oh my god! Of just straight class, I think we have like an hour break in between. Mm-hmm like the first two classes or something like that and like obviously like we take breaks like every hour like she should be like stand up stretch go walk around but it's like once we get to like the last class of the day I'm not even paying attention anymore and it's like why am I here why am I wasting time like I, I can go home and read this like I don't need to stay here but like you can't like my first semester I had health assessment last mm-hmm. and I did not pay attention to that Miss E, if you're listening to this, I paid attention, I promise. <laughs> um, but yeah, that class is kind of like, I don't know, it's the beginning of semester, I was like, yay, mm-hmm. let's get ready, let's do this, we're going to make all A's, and then like, each week it's like, oh, this 80's okay, this 75's okay. Mm-hmm. It's You're just trying to survive at that yeah. point. I don't know how you could, I mean, because I've just seen how stressed people have been. I mean, some people make it seem easy, and I'm like, y'all liars people make anything try to seem easy but they try to they try to make it seem easy so they look like they're like a bad bitch or something mm-hmm. but everyone i know everyone's struggling don't mm-hmm. don't pretend like you did mm-hmm. in college so it's always good to be honest and i've learned that honesty when it comes to when we're going through things you can definitely find a lot of allies because you won't you won't feel like you're the only one going through something but uh so this is the part in the podcast where we talk about things that we're trying to do better and since we're talking about mental health um is there anything that you're trying to do better with in concern to mental health mm, probably not being so negative on myself mm. i always like try to have an internal monologue where i'm like you're doing great you're doing great but ever since like covid happened and like we switched to online school I was horrible to myself. I was like, God, you're the worst student ever. Like, you can't even do this. And it's like, all you do is sit around. You don't even study. You're, like, overeating. The student guilt. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, I feel guilty about it. And it makes me, it just makes it even worse. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes depression worse. It makes the anxiety worse. So, I've been trying to 
be more positive to myself and like give myself little praises for little things I do like oh you got up at a decent time today you didn't sleep in until 2 p.m stuff like that because I don't I feel like mine was reversed I felt even better about being lazy because I was like everybody's home <laughs> yeah I, I feel like that oh, definitely and then I eventually I was like okay girl you have like to like the first few weeks it was on. like oh yeah mm-hmm. I have an excuse and then it's like after a while it's like okay let's let's yeah. get together come on now let's take a shower every day okay I take showers every day though <laughs> listen to that um but I guess for me, because I'm working currently at a psychiatric hospital, and um, my rotation now is purely with the adolescents. And so I'm learning something new every day, especially whenever I haven't been overly exposed to it. You know, a loud noise hope happens and a girl is crying across the room. I'm like, I've never seen that before. And so I kind of have to, it's a whole thing of learning. You have to learn empathy all over again for everything that you see because you can't just say oh I I'm putting myself in your shoes even though you've never even seen it happen so I had to see it happen and be like this goes very shaken up whenever an argument breaks out between two kids two of the kids are crying across the room because you know they've dealt with that when it comes to like their parents or their foster home parents and so I've just trying to got I've tried to get a lot better about asking them questions and kind of learning where they're coming from and I've learned, I've already learned a lot because the job doesn't just, you don't, a lot of them are psych majors, the people that I work with on the same level as me. I came in as a public health major that took one psychology class my freshman <laughs> year online where I... Uh, so you just Googled all the answers on Facebook? Uh, just a little bit. But uh, yeah, so I've definitely been trying to get better at just educating myself on what people are going through because mental health really it's people say it's real but like it is very real and it's definitely on a spectrum I've seen a lady that was so excited for her date with Obama and you were not going to tell her any differently (laughs) that she had a a helicopter was picking her up at 4 p.m and she was going to have a date with Barack Obama so there's that spectrum and then there's also people who are just they're home from COVID. Their job has laid them off and this has relapsed them into, you know, drinking or whatever coping skill that negative coping skill that they've had before COVID. And so it's a whole spectrum and we should definitely respect mental health for what it is because um, you never want it to, you, you would want to do the best for the people around you and you would also want to do the best for you. So definitely just be open to what other people are going through. Uh, yeah, after taking psych this semester, my like my mind was blown when I went to the psychiatric units for mm-hmm. clinical, especially in the children's ward. It was so sad, and like a lot of them were from like foster care systems yeah. where they don't have like support systems and like people to ask if they're okay or that or that care enough to like make sure that they have everything. Mm-hmm. And it was heartbreaking, um, especially with um, the adolescents, like the girls that were like seventeen. They're about to be eighteen. They're not gonna have like this opportunity again they're gonna be on their own so it was really tough to take all that in and like you you really try your best to like figure out a plan for them help them as best or as much as possible so yeah it's crazy so definitely if you have any interest in mental health whatsoever definitely try to see ways that you can help other people who are in those positions because a lot of people do need a lot of help and a lot of it stems from you know 
some of our systemic issues in this country. Um, Especially right now, if you or someone you know is feeling suicidal, contact a support line. The suicide death rates have gone up a lot ever since COVID started. So do not be afraid to reach out because you are important. Definitely, yes. Everything she said and, um, yeah, especially during this time when you feel like you've been cooped up at home and some of us... Some of us um, can speak to our family members, and some of us have good enough friends. Some of us actually cut off communication with a lot of our friends because yeah. once COVID happened... I can't tell you how many people I've unfollowed yeah. and defriended and blocked mm-hmm. on Facebook and Instagram and stuff ever since the whole George Floyd yeah. stuff happened and COVID. It's like, I can't, I can't listen to that ignorance yeah. and negativity. Mm-hmm. Like, you're either with me or you're against me either with my people bro i'm just gonna we're gonna close with this but ashton when we talk about allies i'm assuming that's what your text message was in reference to right Mm -hmm. all this stuff going on and she text me she sent me a text message just like i wish you could can you read it off of i'll read it off of your phone so it doesn't sound weird that you're saying but when i'm telling y'all that you should definitely these are the friends that we're looking for especially whenever a time like this where people have been so out of sorts they've been very it's been it's brought a lot of people down especially when you look at um social media and she texted this she said i don't know if this is appropriate but i just want to say i hope your family stay safe and i'll defend y'all to the day i die if you need anything let me know those are the people that you need in your in your life especially um my african brothers and sisters my latinx anybody that you know have felt like they've been um discriminated against or people haven't been for them in this just definitely people out there that love and care for you so um look for those and if you need help again call us support line but thank you guys for listening to this episode um thank you ashton for joining me i know i'm glad we finally got to do this we've been playing this for like months yeah that's the whole thing with um i was like oh covid i'm gonna procrastinate everything i don't have to do anything and eventually this week i've been very productive so um i can't wait for y'all to listen to this episode let me know if you have any questions or anything um y'all have a great june yeah it's june all right bye y'all